Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. Just before we go to George LaRock, we're going to go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780 496 Dave took issue with me said, uh, no, you're not calling him as you see him because you work for the Oilers. That's basically his take. Dave says he canceled his Oilers tickets two years ago, and now he's going to cancel his Sportsnet package. And then he's uh, basically said you can't win when your top players are minus. Of course, in the series, McDavid and Drysaddle, who are the top players, weren't minus. Um, they contributed 15 points in four games, and my point or counterpoint was I, I gotta tell you, I'm not a big believer here's the thing, if, if McDavid and Drysaddle were in a series in which Edmonton had 920 save percentage and Connor and Leon only scored a goal each and Edmonton lost the series in four games, I'd say they didn't bring it uh, but I thought those guys were two of the Oilers' better players in the series and there were lots of other guys including a defense core that struggled and maybe got exposed a bit. Goaltenders who didn't stop enough pucks. There were individual mistakes made by McDavid in Game 1, Drysaddle in Game 3 and Game 4 that contributed to goals against. I think that's fair. Uh, and I do think that players are aware of that. But I think when you're, when you're, when your shtick is to go after the top players and say there's a lack of leadership when there was so much structurally wrong with the team at this time, and that got exposed a bit during the course of the series. I don't buy that. I think it's a weak take. And Speck wrote it, and I've seen the response to Mark's piece that was written in Sportsnet, and I disagree with that perspective. Uh, so quickly, Dave says, Bob, uh, Mark, this text comes from us from Mark. It's not Mark Spector. It's a different Mark. Don't worry about it, Dave. Bob's still pouting because he's out of the show again. No, I'm I'm disappointed like everybody else. I'm not pouting. Disappointed what happened. Uh, Jason from San Gudo says, Bob, I have a feeling you'll be getting a nasty call from Dave's mom since Dave's down in the basement. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. George LaRock joins us out of Montreal. 
George, who had concerns about just Barry Cock and Niemi. Well, the Canadians knocked off the Pittsburgh Penguins. We all saw that one coming. No, we didn't. I didn't. I had Pittsburgh in three. And uh, I thought the Oilers would beat the Hawks in four. I don't buy for a second that Edmonton lost the series because of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and that they didn't will and lead the Oilers to a series victory. But I don't want to, John, just your opinion, George. So you tell us, why did Edmonton lose the series to Chicago? Okay, just be- just before I do that, I just want to tell like everyone else that I'm really disappointed that the others lost. I never said they were going to lose to Chicago. I said it was going to be a walk in the park, considering the fact that you know they have two of the best center in the world and the fact that they're pretty much playing at home. So uh, used to the ice, the rink, and everything, it was all yep. an advantage for Edmonton. So. To start, you know, we've talked a lot about the goalies, uh, you know, for the Edmonton Oilers. That's something that they're going to have to fix in the future. So they know that. I know that GM knows that this is a situation that he has to address. The goalies for Edmonton were not good enough. But the thing is, in that series, so was Chicago's goalie. Because Crawford was not good either. So saying that the goalie was the only reason, it's not. Because it's not like they had a stellar performance from Crawford. It was the battle of the bad goalies. So if you look at the goalies, I'm going to wash it up. So if you, if you look at the rest, my, the way that I look it up is you have to look at the guys that are surrounding Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl because there's no one that could say anything against. I heard some people that were talking against McDavid and Dreisaitl about it was their fault. It's not because they produced. It's really hard in the playoff to have top players to pr- produce because usually it's the, it's the death line that do so because, you know, you have defensive line pairings that's gonna, or defensive like line that they're going to play against your top players they're not going to be able to produce, but those guys did. But the thing is, let's talk about the guys that, that Edmonton brought to surround them. If you look at a guy like Atanasi, like, that's a guy to me that was really disappointed to me the way that he played. He wasn't the top two line. There's somebody that you thought it would support those guys more. But the thing is, you have to look where he comes from. He was in Detroit, minus 45 the, the year when we went to get him. And he was never used to play on a team that, that was playing to win. A team where, you know, when the tennis you played, you had no pressure in Detroit. You was playing to do whatever you want. Other teams didn't put a defensive line against them because, you know, it was Detroit. They were always losing. So now when he plays with Connor Dreisaitl, he's not used to play against guys that are shutting him down because in Detroit, he's not used to that. Same thing with Ennis that was in Chicago. And I love Cassian, the energy that he brings. But Cassian should never be playing in the top two. And he did for a while. If you look at the personal that you put with McDavid and Dreisaitl, I think that's the biggest mistake. That That's the thing that was has been hurting the Oilers. Because if you look at Chicago's side, like... Justin Tay's offensive production has been so-and-so in the last couple of years. But then you, they, they put him with Kobelik, and, and then all of a sudden, he starts going again. So right. I think that the personal that you put with those two guys is very important. And there's a lot of jobs to do because they're going to have to find the right guys to do so. Is Yamamoto a, a rookie was a good idea to put there? Uh, what does he bring? Was it a good fit? Uh, is Paul RV next year that wants to be back in Edmonton now? That you know the other like the others didn't play his game and they didn't trade him. Is he going to be able to to play in the top six and be a good combination? Well, with Paul, George, just so you know, if Paul Yarby wants to come back, he's got to he's got to come back in an earn it contract. Okay, he doesn't just get handed one and a half or two million dollars a year. He's going to have to come back and and show to the players that he's matured and grown up and earn a spot in the top six. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no, you're 100% right. But the average are playing the game, you know, in the top uh, Finnish league. So if I look, if you look at that, with some of the guys that I saw in the top two lines, if he comes motivated with the skill that he has, he could be an asset. But the thing is, it's now Allen's has a lot of pressure because he has to find to find the right guys to have a one-two top line combination. Nugent-Hopkins is not also a problem. He's a good player and he, right. he's a great fit in the top two. There's only, if you look at the top two lines right now, the only lock you have is obviously McDavid, Drysaddle and, and Nugent-Hopkins. After that, it's a guess. You gotta find the right combination so those guys they could have second degree production because man, it, it's insane. Nobody else on the team is scoring goals other than those two guys. And it's not enough. And the others know that they can just put McDavid David and Drexel are in the same line because some teams are putting the best player together. But if Emerson does that, there'll be nothing left done. So, yeah. And also, you look at the D-man. I know that Bouchard had a really good year in American Hockey League, but is he going to be a guy next year that's going to solidify the top six? That's also another question because at one point, you have to look at the quality chance that the others are giving and you yeah. have to start looking at is your D good enough? Because Nurse and Bear outstanding. Nothing to say about those guys. The rest, question mark, especially the third pair. So, and I know the GMs cannot do everything, but I think the demon pairs, they're giving way too much quality chances, especially around the net. Chicago didn't beat the others with outman rushes. It was all around the net. Some of the Ds were totally lost. So that's why when I look at that, there's so many things to address to make sure that next year, because the others, they can't just play to make the playoff anymore. They have to play for the cup. Because right now you have McDavid, right? That all signed up for for one of six years left, I think. Or yeah, yeah. yeah, five and five and six. Yeah, your window to win is right there. It's right there because of salary cap, because of many reasons, many other things. They have to win now. And I know that with with, with those two guys that are there, it's not going to be too hard to attract guys that are going to going to want to play with them. But what's going to happen is if they don't start winning, what's going to happen is that. You know when a team has a bad habit of losing, what that does is that you, you have a reputation that you have, right? And then it's going to wear, wear down on the stars. And then, they, you know, you know, like there's some star that play in NHL for a long time that have never won anything. And this is something in the resume that hurt them. And I know right, he's a gamer George. and he wants to win. So that's why it's important for the team to find the right guys, to play with them so they could start winning now. George, you hit on a bunch of things. First of all, um, I think that some of the fans would agree with you that Yamamoto's not a lock in the top six. I think Yamamoto is. I think he had, you know what, he was a rookie. This was his first series. Um, the will was there. He created a couple turnovers that led directly to goals. He didn't get points on those. But I would I would assert that I'm comfortable. Like, for sure, McDavid, Dry Settles, guys are top, you know, top centers. Nugent Hopkins is an excellent support player. I would say that Yamamoto is a top top uh, six moving forward, but I think it's fair to say there's a question there, and so you brought that up. Just in terms of the defense, I, I, I think you have to, ch- to make a change to the defense. In terms of this playoff series, George, for me, I think Russell and Benning were actually okay. I think the issue was that the guys that were the top pairing going into the playoffs, Clefbaum and Larson, never got to the level that they needed to get to. And there's a trickle-down effect when that occurs. Like when your big boys, when your top pairing doesn't play at the level that they can, it affects everything else that your D's trying to do. And then, and then obviously Larson got hurt after a couple games. So I just, I, I got to jump in there uh, because I thought, but you know what, I thought Chris Russell gave you what he got. 
You know what I mean? Like, I think he showed up, and I think there are some other guys. So it's interesting, and, and it's kind of funny, George, because there was a suggestion made by some here that the leadership of McDavid and Dreisaitl is in question, that they don't know how to win yet. Um, and I think it's tough to judge that when you have a flaw, you know, a bit of a flawed makeup of the team. Like, again, and if Connor and Leon didn't produce offensively, I think you could go right down that path, but I think they did. And I, I, I'm so I'm now going to switch focus. So Pittsburgh lost to Montreal, and the Oilers dramatically outshot Chicago in Game Four. The one game that Crawford stole was Game Four. Pittsburgh had the same amount of shots as Montreal in Game Four, 22 each. Is anybody questioning the leadership of Sidney Crosby and of Jenny Malkin in Pittsburgh? Because they were way better on paper than Montreal. Yeah, but you know why that they're not questioning them, right? They're not questioning their leadership because they won three cups. And, sure. And I think, and I think that Pittsburgh right now they're not hungry anymore. I think that they're past their prime now. Those guys they won three cups. They're towards the end of their careers. They're still good. They're still unreal. But you know, their hunger is not there as much. When the teams won three cups, the level of desperation is not the same. You know, you remember that. You know, you know, like when they came into the league. Crosby and, and, and Malkin, they, 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 they were like, they, they were hungry. They wanted to win the cup. They, they, they were going nuts. They were dominating the league. Now they're still good, but it's not the same when you've already won and it's not the same. Right now, McDavid and, and Dry Saddle, they want to win. So they're the ones that have to be hungry, just like the young Crosby and, and Malkin has to be. The only adjustment that I would say that McDavid and, and Dry Saddle should do, though, in the future, Bob, is the defensive game. There's no way. I think at, well, there's one part dry saddle when McDavid was served. I think he had like 80, 85 points, and he was minus 15 or something like that. There's no way if you have 80 points, you should be in a minus. I think that because the thing is that the defensive habit is so important when you're a leader on a team because yeah, if, uh, it's, a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a fair comment. It's a fair comment. Yeah, but in terms of losing the series, in terms of losing the series, I don't hang it on the defensive habits of McDavid and Drysaddle. Yeah, no, I, you're right. And I, I the team wasn't good enough. The team is yeah. not good enough yet. And, George, by the way, I would not write, like, I look at Pittsburgh, and they don't just have Crosby and Malkin up front. They had they got Gunsel back. Uh, you know, Rust was an effective support player for them. Yeah, uh, there. No, they were loaded. Zucker was they, there, Marlowe, everybody. But the thing is, Mark the Oilers don't. The, the Oilers don't have a Latang on defense, and the Oilers don't have a Matt Murray that's won two Stanley Cups in goal. And Pittsburgh yeah, lost to Montreal in that series. Yeah, but you know Pittsburgh. Uh, like to be honest with you, they didn't play. They didn't play level. I played in Pittsburgh before, and I know those guys. Uh, when they were down two to one in the series, and I look at how they were going to come out, I thought they would have still. I still thought when they were down two to one in the series, Pittsburgh was going to win. And the game they played when they're facing elimination, they were just it's, they, it's like well, they were flat. They didn't try. They didn't. Try. They were flat. They were flat. Like at least the Oilers in Game Four, in the back half of Game Four, the Oilers got there, and, and it came too late, right? And that's what frustrates the yeah. fans even more. But you know, Edmonton didn't. Edmonton brought it too late. Pittsburgh didn't. Did they even bring it at all, George, in Game Four? No, they, no, they, they didn't. The only game that they did is the game that they won. But other than that, uh, you know, like they, they, like Malkin said after the series that you know Price is the best goal in the world. The thing is, they didn't. Nobody was in front of him. Nobody made his job harder. Nobody rushed to the net. 
it was easy shot to do, like all from far distance. And and Price was not that tested. I think he was even surprised in the game that they were they eliminated Pittsburgh. That they didn't they didn't sustain more pressure than that. And I just look at the way they played. They didn't try hard enough. It's not the Pittsburgh team that I know. And you know when the co- the GM said they expect major change. You know there's actually one change that I see coming in Pittsburgh. It's Max Domi, because I don't know if Malkin's going to still be there. I know he said he believed in his score, Rutherford, but I know they tried to get Domi before, which Domi doesn't play enough in Montreal in this playoff, which I don't understand. But I know it's a guy that targeted before. But a guy like Domi or Gallagher, which Montreal will never trade Gallagher, but it's exactly a guy like that that Pittsburgh needs. A guy of energy like this that could shake things up. And I would not be surprised if one of the big change Waterford would do is try to get him. Because, man, the fact that Domi, when a team that doesn't score, when you let the team in points two years ago, that you're still playing in the fourth line, and it's only last game that they put him in the top six in the last period and a half while they were losing, it doesn't make sense. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To me, and I don't see how with this, the way they're using him, how they're going to give him in a, a big uh, time extension contract like he wants. George, great stuff, great passion. We love it. Uh, you brought up some terrific points. You got a lot of fans in Edmonton. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us on the show. Hey, my pleasure, brother. Hi to all the fans, and hope to see you guys soon. All right, there you go. That is George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon. All right, Brendan, we're going to marry the break, so we're going to keep going because i got a bunch of texts I want to get to. Bob and Brendan, one good thing about the play-in series is that so many players didn't show up. The Oilers fan base can't focus all of their ire on any one player in particular as they typically do. In regards to Athanasio, however, he has to go. He has speed, but so does Nygaard. He had only one or two games since he was picked up and had almost no finish even in those. We needed more. The texter goes on to say, I don't have a problem paying Cassian $3 million per year as he can play up and down the lineup. The texter adds, Neil's contract is still a given, a good one, given what he, uh, he was given up for and the fact that he can also slide up and down the lines. You can't have three players in the bottom six with salaries above $3 million. It just doesn't make sense in the cap world. Um, I hated losing Gagne in the picks, but was willing to trust Holland's roll of the dice on Athanasiu. It didn't work. We need to move on from that bad result. I would take $1 million back for Gagne. He can play anywhere, and he has heart. Well, on Athanasiu, again, if Athanasiu, uh, represented by Darren Ferris, if Darren Ferris calls up Ken Holland and says, my guy will come in on a one-year deal for a million and a half, then Edmonton does that. The problem is that's not going to happen with Darren Ferris. So take it for what it's worth. Um the only reason Pittsburgh didn't advance against Montreal, Bob, was that he didn't have uh, Carey Price, and the Oilers also lacked a stabilizing veteran presence on the team. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, keep bringing it here. A couple more. Uh the what has happened with Cassian? He's kind of disappeared since he had uh, got his new contract. Uh, same thing happened on his last contract from Mark. Hmm. 
Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This one comes in. There's an old saying, Bob, offense scores goals, defense wins championships. Our defending was non-existent and spineless. We lost the play-in series on home ice to a 12th place team. Uh, they had a uh, defender score goal. We had defenders scoring on ourselves. Well, multiple times. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Sorry if I didn't get to your text. Keep texting the show on a regular basis. I will tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup, takeout options for a menu of the list of their 13 Edmonton area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca. On the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. On this day in Oilers history, Alish Hemsky, born in the Czech Republic in 1983, played 11 seasons in the Copper and uh, uh, Blue and had 477 points in 652 games before being traded to Ottawa. Uh, coming up uh, tonight, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Tomorrow, Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey and Rogers, Jack Michaels, uh, and we'll also hear from some of the Oilers players, Connor McDavid, as well as Darnell Nurse and Kyler Yamamoto doing availabilities. Off to a uh, global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a simulcast of the Rob Breckenridge Show from CHQR Radio 77E out of Calgary. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.